Mason. What is up, Super Nintendos? It is I, Seth Macy, your temporary guest host for this week's episode of Nintendo Voice Chat. I am joined by Brian Altano. Hey, what's up? Rebecca Valentine. Seth, I love being on with you because I just know the second you open the podcast uh, with Super Nintendos, a bunch of people in the YouTube comments are going to get really happy. Yeah, I'm excited for them. <laughs> and live from the improv, we have Pear. It is I, too. What a coincidence. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Seth. Thanks for joining me on this episode. We are going to be talking about indies, indies, more indies, some Axiom Verge 2, Metroidvanias, Genesis P-Cross, and of course... Wait, I already said Metrovanias, but <laughs> let's talk about some indie games. As you all know, I'm sorry, Nintendo. Did you say, say P Cross? P Cross. Did I say it like that? Is, Pick, isn't it like P Cross? Like, like, like a picture. picture. It definitely comes from Pick, not P. Yeah, it's not P. Yeah, P. So okay, you guys are telling me no. when you point your camera at something, you don't take a picture? No, he's. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I mean, okay. It's that kind of show, huh? It's going to be you, that kind of show. Yeah. I can't believe I mispronounced Picross. Why can't I ever, say it? Picross. Did you guys ever use uh, Picto Chat on Nintendo DS? That was really fun to send messages to friends. You know what's like in the same you're, room. you're joking, but until you said it out loud, I never realized that that's how I said it every time. Okay. Well, you live well, in Maine. You don't get to talk to a lot of people in, in person. I mean, none of us do anymore, but you've had, you have a, you know, a oh, 40 year head start on that. A C has many secrets. And we whisper. <laughs> <to one another. laughs> Genesis Picross. There we oh. go. Sorry for derailing. <laughs> no, no, no I, don't. Please. It's a it's a light week in Nintendo uh, land. So like any derailment is more than welcome. And also, people have come to expect uh, absolute chaos because I don't know what I'm doing, and I still can't believe when You're Casey asked me. I'm like, this You're is a this is a silly goof that Casey's pulling on me. Everyone's watching from the back. Just like we all watched the Nintendo Indie World Showcase yesterday. Let's go. He's right killing there. It. I'm He's doing it. it. <laughs> I'm out here. I'm out here in these streets. Nintendo Switch is getting more indie games. What a huge surprise. But I'm okay with that. I don't know about the rest of you, but I think Nintendo is like the best place to play indie games. And there are a couple that were announced yesterday that I'm very, very excited about. But first, we'll go with Axiom Verge 2. Came out yesterday, right after the announcement. We reviewed it. We gave it a seven, which is a good on the IGN scale. Personally, uh, I am a big fan of games that score seven. I don't know why, but I feel like that is the sweet spot of being a little bit niche. I'm either going to love this game way more than the reviewer, or I'm going to hate it way mm -hmm. more than the reviewer, if that makes any sense. Oh, I love this little part that's on the screen. You have to be watching the video. Sorry, <laughs> listeners. Sorry, majority of you. Um, is anybody playing Axiom Verge 2? Yes. Yes? What do you, what, what do you think, and how far uh, into it are you? Um, not that far yet. Uh, it's, uh, I, I played the first one as well. I, I enjoyed the first one, but I'm not a huge fan of the first one. Hmm. Um, you know, I, and I'm a big Metroidvania fan. I loved, you know, but it, it felt a little bit like going back to an earlier Metroid game rather than having, you know, something that would follow the great GBA or Super NES, uh, you know, Metroid. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but this one it's it's interesting like they you know it's almost like a it's like a do-over it's not a direct sequel right like you have a, a, right. a different character um you're starting with this melee combat and then it has this really cool kind of dual like light world dark world setup um i'm i'm enjoying it so far um We'll, we'll we'll see we'll see where it goes. You know, our reviewer pointed out some some things about you know maybe it being a a bit easy overall, um, and and so maybe the boss battles and all of that aren't aren't that rewarding in the long run. But we'll, we'll see. We'll get there. Yeah, I'm having some troubles actually. I thought okay. it was a little harder than I was expecting, but I'm also only about two hours in, so I don't have very many powers yep. yet. So you don't Ryan, have to fight any of the bosses, do you? What? Yeah, you can skip them. Oh, why, why would anyone do? Why would you do that? That's, that's, yeah. I, uh, that's what I know about it. That's the one fact I know about Axiom Verge too. I'm curious. What? Oh. How do you feel? What is it like? That, that's the coward's way out. Oh, jeez, come on. <laughs> we're, not, we're not doing that. Well, um, I mean, I think the intention was for it to be a bit more of an accessibility thing because a lot of people really enjoyed uh, the platforming and the exploration uh, and the puzzling, but they of uh, the first game. But mm -hmm. they, they were struggling on the boss fights, and so they weren't able oh. to complete the game, it sounded like. And so this was a, a sort of compromise that they came to. I feel like a, a better accessibility option would have been, like, you can just walk in the room, punch them in the face once, and they die and explode instantly. <laughs> like, that yeah. would have just been... Just have, like, then, a button. Yeah, like then, then at least you get the, you get the gratification of watching a, a boss blow up. Um, yeah, no, oh, I, I haven't started this yet. I'm, I'm very excited to. I'm, Pear, I'm with you in that the first one was, like, I liked it but didn't totally love it. It was a little to metroid nes for me and i think i went in thinking it would be a little more super metroid but i really dig it yeah. it's incredibly ambitious like uh it's i believe it's entirely made by one by one person like every part of it which is just you know it makes me feel like i'm doing nothing with my life oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's incredible and so yeah i'm excited for this this it feels like this one has some sort of master blaster elements to it yes of, yeah like popping out like a which apparently they just launched the third Master Blaster game recently for Switch. Yep. I don't, they, people keep buying those games. I, I would love to. I had no idea it was even coming out. Like, a, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, exactly. We'll talk about the that same. another time. But yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm very excited to try this game. That was probably one of my favorite announcements from yesterday. Yeah. You said, um, and you said about the style for Axiom Virgin. Yeah, Tom Happ is the developer who, mm -hmm. I, I, I don't know if he did everything in the single, in the second one single handedly, but yeah, he built the entire first game. And like, it is an 8 bit style, but it's not confined by, you know, what, by the, uh, 8-bit capabilities like he's if you're watching the the footage here right like the the pixel resolution everything looks more like 8-bit but it obviously uses more colors more effects it's got the kind of mode 70 uh effects oh, on yeah. all the big like boss worms and the helicopter and all of that so it's uh yeah it's there, there's some really cool looking moments with like effects work and then it's got all these glitches just like the first game that that mess with the screen and you know we talked about this. There's this dual Purposeful setup with a glitches. with a little robot. Yeah, yep. Re not not bugs. Actual uh, real fake glitches. Those <laughs> <laughs> classic real fake glitches. Yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying it. I was actually playing it a minute before we got here, and then I died. And I thought, well, this game is a little bit harder than I was expecting. But like I said, I'm only like two hours in. I don't have very many powers. I did just get my little. A little robot friend there who who can move around blaster master style and i definitely i love the style of this there's a, a glitch right there if you're watching on the video i love that kind of sort of di digital artifacting yeah this mm -hmm. game i'm pro i'm almost certain i'm going to see this through to the end which is rare because i i very rarely do that anymore 
Yeah, and it, it, it has uh, safe spots, obviously, but when you die, you know, there's autosaves to when you die and you just got a new power, you still have that power, like when you respawn. So it's not it's not like brutal, like old kind of NES right. games where you, you have to retrace everything. Like it, it, it definitely is is a bit a bit more accessible. Yeah, the, the save points are pretty, pretty uh, uh, generous also. Like they're mm-hmm. they're all over the place and they refill your health, which is awesome. The only complaint that I have is that when I do die, it takes like three seconds to start playing again. And I'm like, come on. That, that's it? Three seconds? Three whole seconds? Seth? Wow, Might Seth. as well be three whole years when you're as excited to play <laughs> so, as I am. <laughs> I was reading the game is eventually coming to PS5, and the, the, one of the things they were talking about was that it'll have faster loading times. And I, I read that sentence, and I was just kind of like, but, but it's like a it's a it's like an old school pixel art game like how bad could the loading times be but i guess you know three seconds that's that's kind of a big deal in 2021 but we we should spend we'll spend 20 seconds talking about it for three seconds that's enough time to open your twitter app and think about scrolling through it Ooh, yeah there you go yeah yeah i agree that we should get rid of loading times entirely <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I really dig the music in the game. Yeah. I don't know if you, yeah, it, the, the music is really nice. And w- what's funny is like when you start playing it, you expect it to be like Metroid where, you know, instantly you've got projectiles, but then it's more like Zelda. It's like close combat slashes. And the first yeah. item I think you get is the boomerang, right? Like it's, uh, it, it's, it's definitely kind of a cool mashup of uh, Zelda and Metroidvania side scrolling, obviously. Yeah. So Zelda two. There you go. Oof. Zelda 2. Oh, people are not going to like that. I love Zelda I lo- 2. Me too. Me too. I'm okay. a weirdo, but I love that game. I beat it once. I only beat it on Virtual Console with save states, and I will never play it again. But man, I loved everything that Zelda tried. Zelda 2 tried to do. It didn't necessarily succeed. But uh, yeah, that's uh, Axiom Verge 2. It's out right now. If you're into this genre, I highly recommend picking it up. I just love like, the atmosphere and the graphics and I'm in, I'm in love with it. I've only had it for a little while. But uh, also announced yesterday, coming to Nintendo Switch this October, which is my birthday, by the way. Hint, hint, folks. Tetris okay. Effect Connected is coming to the Nintendo Switch. I have it on PSVR. That is an mm-hmm. incredible way to experience this game. However, my PSVR is packed up now because I don't want to play with it anymore. But uh, yeah, if you can get this game, uh, in any capacity, I highly recommend it. It's got crossplay, so you can Tetris affect your buddies or your enemies, depending on you know what mood you're in that day. Uh, it also comes out on the same day as the Swoled, so it's going to look. I mean, this is a beautiful game. It just absolutely, even on the the low resolution PSVR screen, it looks amazing. So I think on a on the Swoled, it's going to look just ah, chef kiss. Uh, who, who else? I, I worked, right? Like it's a, yeah. if you haven't played Tetris Effect, it's not like the the old kind of uh, limited color palette. It's just like Geometry Wars style kind of explosion. Yeah, that's a great and, way to yeah particle effect. And, yeah, yeah. I I feel like it's sort of a kit bashing between Vintage Tetris and something like uh, Luminous or Lumines, however you say that name. Luminous, um, yeah. In yeah, in in that like the longer you play, the more the sort of aesthetics change and shift, and the music kind of goes to the background and stuff like that. And weirdly, they did some stuff uh, recently where they added a bunch of like the sort of classic Game Boy modes, which is really cool. So there's like there are ways to play this game in like the the old school puke green. They're like specific uh, levels or skins. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, th- this is one of the one of the Xbox Series launch games ish, sort of. Even though it wasn't like exclusive or anything, but 
I I bought like the uh, LG CX OLED television. Oh man, and it, it just looks so good on an OLED. So if you're getting this this the Switch OLED and you want like a sort of like flashy launch game to play, and you love Tetris, which you should because it's 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 one of the best games of all time. Yeah, um, definitely get this. It's awesome. Yeah, I have. I so I I don't have a PSVR. I don't think I realized this one was on Xbox as well. This looks. I'm watching this trailer. This looks so soothing. I I tried oh, to play uh, Tetris. Not, so I'm I'm a very chill Tetris player. I cannot play it seriously or competitively. I tried to play Tetris 99 and you can like send pieces to people and it just stressed me out because people kept sending me things and freaked me out. I didn't like it. But uh, looking at this, like I... Matthew, this is vibes. This is yeah. so nice. Mm-hmm. I, mm, I, I, I might pick this up. I don't know if I'm going to get the OLED, but oh, it's beautiful. You get the <sighs> yeah. little Patronus to come out and uh, protect you there. Yeah. yeah. I want to be protected by a little Tetris <laughs> a ghost whale. Magic. A little ghost whale. <laughs> I, yeah. By the I, way, I, t- I totally forgot about this game because I'm in the same boat as Seth. Like, I haven't turned on my PSVR in so long. And, you know, I, because i have an oculus quest 2 now and all that and totally forgot it's been uh, it's been sitting there waiting mm-hmm. for more playtime. well if you uh I'd you have can, to go back you can send a couple of letters to sony and they'll mail you various dongles and parts over the course of the next six <laughs> weeks I, I, that will allow you to play it on your next gen console i did get that one i did get that one but mine is the the v1 the first generation psvr so if you do video pass through it actually limits the output signal that gets passed to your television yes. and everything looks worse. So yes, I'm very not going to do that. It's yeah. actually, yeah. it's easier to use Labo VR than it is to use that. <laughs> and, no. Uh, no, 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 th- th- this game is awesome. And, and, uh, Rebecca, I'm totally with you. We're like, I, I'm one of those people I've been playing Tetris my whole life. But then like, if you ever watch like high level competitive Tetris stuff, it feels like when you go to like a foreign country and you only know three words, but you can get by. <laughs> yeah and like you're just like bonjour and then people like other people will get off the plane with you and they're very clearly american but they're speaking fluent french that's how i feel watching those things because i was like <laughs> i didn't know you could do any of that i had no idea i was always just like dun, 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 dun. like the lines go down i'm like yeah it did it yay um, yeah it's a, it's, yeah. it's a good time have you ever seen that video of the guy playing the master tetris and he gets the high score and when it's invisible and instantaneous it's like a game's done quick clip yeah oh I, yeah i think i saw if this game's so quick i saw that live yeah, yeah what just <laughs> it's just it's just unbelievable i'm just happy when it's i get like, a tetris i'm like four of them yeah do. that's the most you can get it's a lot of work to do that <laughs> you know <laughs> it really is also the uh the tengen or tengen once again we have a pronunciation uh difficult tengen here. tengen version of tetris was the P-cross. way superior <laughs> version to the nintendo one but nintendo shut it down because they had the exclusive rights to it but mm-hmm. you can never find well of course you can find it on uh emulation probably but man check it out it's so good i was so disappointed i played that one first and then i played the nes or the nintendo uh official nintendo one i i'm like with i'm with tetris i'm i'm a little little bit like brian with his super mario brothers collection where i have all these different versions that i've assembled over the years and i have uh i've tetris 64 which was also called bio tetris where you right. put a little clip on your ear and it measures your heartbeat and speeds up the gameplay if you get too well, excited I don't <laughs> all this no I don't why, that. why do people want to be 
be stressed out when they play video games. Okay, there are two modes. The other one is if you get if your heartbeat goes too high, your pulse goes too high, it slows it down. So there's the agitate you mode and the calm you mode. And then there's Tetris and Bombless on the Super NES, which uh, oh, I think it came out with the um, you know as part of the uh, Super NES collection, right? Um, on on Switch too. Uh-huh. Was it uh, at least in Japan? But um, yeah, I've I've got I've got so many Tetris games. Do you yeah, have? They they showed that like the uh, heartbeat sensor thing at like E three a couple years ago. The vitality sensor. The vitality <laughs> sensor. Yeah. No, they that showed was, that yeah. all so much. It was all over the place for a while. They were very that serious was, about it, and then that was the sequel. That I mean, the sequel that was uh, that that never came out. This right. is the original vitality sensor for the N sixty four, which so plugged wild. um it plugged into the did it go into the cartridge the um memory card slot on the controller i think and then yeah you clip it on your ear and it's really strong it, it hurts man <laughs> so like you it's this ha- little gray you evil your, biter you wired teeth. your ear to your to your n64 it's just, it's just an alligator yeah. clip uh-huh. so you plug it, your brain into your nintendo into switch. a wall outlet <laughs> i gotta dig it up it's really funny it does have teeth and you're like no <laughs> This is I, I this is so I mean I believe you 100% believe you but this the, if this was an elaborate lie then I that would be that be very well done. It's not a lie but it it might not have teeth. <laughs> <laughs> now you're making me want to dig up a Super Scope 6 so I could play that version of Tetris. No one else remembers yeah. that one. It was one of 6 games released for the Super Scope 6 on the original cartridge. I do oh, I did yeah, get that I do cartridge. have that one. Yeah. Man, my brother, that's all. he had to have the Super Scope 6. Oh, my God. I got to have the Super Scope 6, he would say, uh, every day before Christmas. And then he got it. And we're like, Super Scope 6? Hell yeah! And we played it for nice. like two days. Hair, my I, first console was a GameCube. Ooh. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, you know what? You I have mean, a long life ahead of you. That's, that's good news. <laughs> everybody by saying that well it was just like one of those yeah it was one of those things where i just immediately just got like back problems and you know (laughs) just like hunched down a little more and i was just like oh one more hair fell out um pair i found a i found a picture of this thing yep and it straight up looks like something from a hospital (laughs) it looks like one of the least fun it's entirely gray and This this one's in Japanese, and it's just a little. It looks like something they clip onto somebody when they're in a hospital bed. That's right, like so. little little toe clip thingy. Or yeah, for best results, in. you have to put that jelly that they put on. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, with a more serious response, I wonder if that there's like a through line from that kind of thing to what the Ring Fit is now and what the Joy Cons oh, do, right? Because I, pl- I played a lot of Ring Fit, and it's got after every exercise, you put your thumb over it and it tells you your heart rate and how many calories you burned and all these other things. And it's uh, yeah, I mean, they're yeah, the they're through using, line is that they're using that tech. Nuts. They're just not injuring. <laughs> with, they're not injuring you with teeth anymore. That's right. <laughs> Until uh, Ring Fit Two, which has spikes. It is on fire. It's, it's <laughs> definitely coming. There'll be a Ring Fit too. I feel like Ring Fit ten million sold, man. It's such a huge hit. But I other outside of like work, I don't know anybody who has it, which is so weird. That's you don't know all the fit people. Oh, also, yeah. I don't know anybody outside of all. Oh, that would do it, Seth. Yeah. Only four copies of the game sold in Maine. Is that true? Wow. That is, yeah, that is true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just I, got, I just got oh, yeah, I got the numbers in. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Did you have the That's called here, yes please? and improv, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Don't taunt me with numbers. 
<laughs> oh, that's right. Reb is on. Let's not talk numbers. <laughs> well, we won't talk numbers. We'll talk Bomb Rush Cyberfunk, which is coming in 2022. Oh, no, I messed up and I said a number. I'm sorry. This is a Switch <laughs> exclusive. Well, a timed Switch exclusive. Uh, I don't know if anybody else watched the uh, the trailer for this, but this is Jet Set Radio. But instead of yes. uh, rollerblades, <laughs> it's skateboards. And I mean, like, if you told me this was Jets, a new Jet Set Radio game, I would 1 million percent believe you. There's no well, film here. Seth, they're clearly telling you that it is one. Yeah. They even got the composer. Uh, was it Hideki Naganuma from from? jet set or jet okay Swing. yes yeah. but from the title it's, alone everything is I the same at the game it's yeah. i just was like bomb rush cyberfunk what is that that doesn't sound <laughs> it's the like exact fun at all. same amount of syllables like yeah. <laughs> oh my god yeah like this is they're 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 getting into that part of your brain mm -hmm. that goes but this is one of those things that's just sort of like well no one's you know like the original band stopped recording so the the cover band is touring basically like, oh I'm yeah with that so you, you, know? you mean like toys in the attic new england's premier aerosmith cover band that's exactly <laughs> what i was thinking of specifically that reference that only you understand i that i was there too you got hey, look there's like three people uh who know me uh in maine so they they, they all they appreciate it they all <laughs> But it's yeah, exactly. don't you think it's weird? Don't you think it's weird that they didn't change a little bit more about it, right? Like if you get no. their their Advance Wars clones, <laughs> Advance Wars clones, and they change the characters or they they create a medieval setting or something. But like mm -hmm. this is just jet grind. Yeah, like that's everything. fine. I, th I feel like okay. I feel like in the last five or six years, there's been a lot of love for the Jet Set vibe yes. from the indie community, but mm -hmm. nothing quite this explicit, but like games that are implementing skate, there's a lot more skateboarding game things with like, or like, like with punk, like color aesthetics yeah. or this kind of art style or that kind of music or, you know, running around. To, I, I don't know. I don't know. Just things that like borrow things from Jet Set where you're describing the game and it's like X, Y, Z and Jet Set. But yeah. I don't know. I think it's like not surprising that we finally got a game that is just more Jet Set because people clearly have a lot of love for that game. I see it come up when people are talking about soundtracks that they love yeah. a lot. And yeah, it's, I, it's very I loved. Haven't played it, I haven't played it since it came out and I still like it. The music is still in my head. Like you just go beam, 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 beam. <laughs> you know, like it just comes back when you see the visuals. We can actually exclusively reveal that Pear is doing the entire soundtrack for this game, yeah. um, and he mm. will be beatboxing and mouthing all yep. of the songs. So if you like that That's last right. 30 seconds, get get ready, because that, <laughs> yeah, and he's dancing hours. too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I actually never played the, uh, the Jet Radio games when they were on Dreamcast, I, but I did make it to the, the world uh, within when it came to PC, like many, many years later, and I was like, man, I'm an idiot for never having pick this up sooner mm -hmm. um i know my brother is like obsessed with it so he's gonna be very excited so great job adam <laughs> it weren't really mega hits you. so you know a lot of people didn't play them right yeah that's the thing is like they're so beloved but they didn't you know exactly set the world of of sales on fire mm -hmm. which is a bummer but who knows maybe bomb rush cyberfunk well it's an indie game it'll do it'll do all right for an indie game especially yeah, one that's well. uh, yeah yeah it's on nintendo switch it's got jet set radio vibes people love that Next game I'm very excited about. This is one of the ones I'm most excited about. And I'm going to tell you why. Because on this very program, on this show, not this episode, but on this program, Nintendo Voice Chat, many months ago when this game was in the zeitgeist, which I know I pronounced properly, um, <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah. I said, you know what's a fun game? Loop Hero. I hope that comes to the Nintendo Switch. And by God, 
Nintendo dreams really do come true. This game mm-hmm. is, is this game just owned my life for like three weeks when it first came out. It's all I did. As soon as like work <laughs> got off, I just played this game. I, I love Loop Hero and I fell off of it because I can't play it in bed. And that's a that's a critical part of gaming for me is to be able to play right before I fall asleep. Well, guess what, friends and friendos? Dreams really do come true. You just have to wait. So Loop Hero <laughs> is coming out. Well, somebody is- told me when this came out. So I, I've played this. I love Loop Hero. Somebody told me when this first came out. Oh, it's a it's a great game to have on on like your second monitor while you're working on something. So yes. I thought, oh, great. Well, so I I thought great, and I downloaded it, and I think I was working on like some some other like unrelated podcast stuff one evening or something, doing some research or something, and I was trying to get that done, and I turned on Loop Hero. And it is not a good game to have on in your second monitor because it it devours you. Like I uh-huh. I have to micromanage my little man or woman oh. or person, my my little my little friend, my little hero doing loops. Like I can't I can't hero. not I can't not micromanage my loop hero. I have to sit there and and pause the game every couple of se- or pause in the, the pause mechanic no, and and position things and like make sure everything's okay and make sure I'm not going to die on this loop. I I it sucked me in for like hours. This, this evening I was doing this and I'm like, no, okay, I'm just going to play this game. I'm not going to try to use it as a second monitor thing that I have running in the background. It doesn't work. <laughs> it's very good. It's very, oh, it sucks. I didn't finish it, but I, oh man, it was, it was very, very addictive. Yeah. I also did not finish it. I don't know what happened. I just fell off completely. Mm-hmm. Like I, it was all I could think about for a couple weeks, couple, three weeks. And then I sort of forgot to play it again, but now it's on, I mean, it's going to consume my life on the nintendo switch it's the perfect nintendo switch game it's got this great sort of like amiga pc sort of style like old school mm. windows when you yep. had to boot from dos it has that sort of vibe to it the music is great the uh, the mechanics are great there's a real like heavy risk reward sort of balance that you have to figure out as you're playing like one time i was like you know what screw it i'm going one more loop baby i'm so powerful right now and i died and i lost everything i actually i think you yeah. lose like 50 percent that's the trap yeah that's the trap it's like son of a gun it's a family show i won't say what i really said but brian did you play loop hero at all did you get sucked in by all the fun no not yet i was uh i, I was kind of watching this from afar and sort of quietly you know finger crossing for a console port and now i'm all in this is that i'm, I'm totally with you this is the kind of game i want to play on on switch you know yeah. like i i have a gaming pc this is not really you know, I'm going to make the most of it, (laughs) (laughs) you know, this is, you don't really need a high-end graphics card for this, but this is, this is like one of those games that is sort of ubiquitous with, with switch for me. Like I see a game like this and I'm like, yep, that's where I'm playing it. Yep. That's why I was, when it came out, I I looked at it and said, first of all, it looks like a game my kids would play, which would like, it's usually the games that annoy me through repetition. And like you said, losing everything. Oh yeah. My, I don't have that much time. And uh, and then I thought, you know what? It's going to come to Switch. So let's let's try it then. Well, here we go. It is coming out uh, this winter, according to uh, our news report, or the summer if you live in Australia. Oh, yep. So I don't know what that means. It, November, maybe. Maybe this is their big holiday release. <laughs> I'll be excited. Uh, following up on Loop here, we have Eastward, which... 
I didn't know anything about until I was putting this show together. And then I was like, oh, here's another great game. It's from uh, Chucklefish, who you might know from Wargroove, Starbound, and probably their best well-known game is Stardew Valley. It's an action RPG set in a post-apocalyptic world. It's got puzzle and dungeon elements. I'm all in on this. It looks like a really cool, like if Chucklefish was given the keys to the Mana franchise, basically. Yeah. Um, very, like, uh, adorable pixel style. It's very Chucklefishy, which is a term I just coined. Um, 16th of September, so just over a month, it's going to be a timed console exclusive for Nintendo Switch, or you can buy it on Steam. Don't buy it on Steam. Buy it on <sighs> Nintendo Switch. Look at this beautiful... I love the world. I, oh. Yeah, yeah. I love the, it's. It's like this. Yeah, it, it looks like mana, but then it's got like trains and and modern buildings and stuff. It's a, uh, it's a really cool, really cool style. Kind of a, a a sixteen bit style that we haven't seen. Yeah, yeah. it's got Look the character character designs are kind of like like earthboundy, not not yeah. in not in visual style. Well. How do I describe this? In in mannerism, if that makes sense. Mm. Whenever I see them, I think that's like a weird, goofy adult out of Earthbound or something. Which I like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're um, kind of weird look, right? Yeah, the they're kind of yeah, just sort of sort of goofy and and lopsided in a funny way. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, so it's it's Chucklefish is publishing it. I think it's yeah. a debut game by the studio called Pixpill. Um, but yeah, Ch- oh, yeah Chucklefish. That's right. I'm sorry. Chuckle, but Chucklefish has a really good portfolio. I mean, I they developed and published Starbound, which is one of my absolute super good games. game. Uh, Wargroove was really good. They obviously published Stardew Valley, I believe, on mobile and maybe something else. Yeah. Um, but they have they have a good lineup, and they they do tend to publish this kind of pixel, pretty style of thing that is oh, usually very that. charming. Oh. Um, yeah. Yeah. This looks great. Yeah, I'm probably Can't as wait. I do often during these these shows, just gonna order this as soon as we're <laughs> as soon as we wrap recording. So yeah. Brian, what do you think? I'm you in down. Yeah. Yeah. I got it confused for a second with a game called East Shade, which I don't know if any of you have <gasps> That was my game of the year for twenty nineteen. No way. Yeah. I, I uh that I would love to see that come to switch, by the way, not to distract yes. everybody from, yes. from this game. But East Shade is, is basically wonderful. please play it. it yeah, it's it's like um animal uh, head paint Renaissance painter Skyrim. Um, oh, I which, just, well, when you put it like that, yeah, it's like it's a not exploring world. this island, and you're a painter, and you just paint these beautiful oh, landscapes and wander oh, around. And there's like some light puzzle solving, yeah. and interaction questing, but it's just very much it's about being in a place and falling in love with the place. Uh, that game is really personal to me, actually. I love each nice. shade. I'll don't let me talk about each shade. I'll talk the whole podcast about it. Yeah, it's not on so, Switch. It's this is not that, but that's cool. So go check that out. But this looks cool too. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm very excited for this one. Uh, I'm also excited for Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon, which is a puzzle yeah. adventure mashup. I mean, it's Shovel Knight. So remember Shovel Knight? All yeah. the kids, all the kids love Shovel Knight. I love Shovel, Shovel Knight. Coming out. Did you all see that Yacht Club recently put together like a wiki of all of the times Shovel Knight has appeared in other games, and it's just crazy like i just did not see that yeah it's like and it's one of those things where he has popped up in so many different games over the last few years that you've probably lost track yeah. um and it's it feels like it's like dozens of dozens plus like an arby's kids meal <laughs> like seriously like it's <laughs> really he, he gets yeah he he goes places so yeah, yeah. the shovel knight games the original the original Shovel Knight game and then the other games that Yacht Club made around it so like the one with King Knight and Plague Knight and yeah. Uh, the Scythe Man. Uh, 
I love those. They're really, really good. And I, this, this is not, this particular one is not for me, but I think it is really cool that Shovel Knight, this little like indie character from this little studio that was just making a cool platformer has become beloved enough that they can do these spinoffs or have other people do these spinoffs or put him in other games. And people are very excited about that. That is super dope. Yeah, this is definitely for me. I I love <laughs> I love dumb match color and and chain reaction puzzle games. You know, I've talked at length about uh, you know Tetris and 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 Puyo Tetris, which is still think the best puzzle game uh, on on the Switch. Um, yeah, I'm I'm definitely gonna play this. It doesn't even matter that puzzle yeah. that 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 he, that he's in it. Um, but I can also use my amiibo on this one. That is true. Oh. To summon a, a a fairy friend, yeah, a familiar fairy friend, I think is what the uh, the press release uh, said specifically. Related side note, Para, but you know we've been working home from home for like eighteen months now, and you used to have a gigantic amiibo collection mounted <laughs> on the walls of our San Francisco office. And I noticed recently that you have now put those in your own personal house that you live in with your family. So, congrats. Mm. So um, yeah, pulling that off. I'm sure that was a conversation. <laughs> it's it's up in my like the office room that I usually use. Um, it doesn't have a wired internet connection. That's why I'm down here. But um, yeah, it's uh, I had them in boxes from the office, and then new ones arrived. New ones were released <laughs> since we've been you know away from the office for like 14 years now. Yeah. Um, and uh, so finally, you when know, I got, got the GameCube. That was- since I got my GameCube. Right? <laughs> Right after I finished Skyward Sword, the damn bird arrived, and then I was like, "Okay, I gotta, I gotta put him on, gotta put him on the shelf now." And uh, you know, there's a awesome. There was a Kickstarter for a um, for an amiibo book as well, like a small kind of uh, oh, really? pocket guide. Yeah, look, look oh, that cool. up. Uh, it's 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 really neat too. And so, I I kind of got this panic that I'm like, "Wait, did I get this old Monster Hunter stories to amiibo?" And then I had to rifle through him. Of course, I have them all. I'm good. Of course. Chris got this, Brian. You've got whatever's going on behind you, yeah. Seth. I can't see your background right now, but I know you've got like an arcade cabinet back it's there somewhere. All- and then I'm, I'm just over here with like under my TV, hidden behind these sliding doors. I've got like six amiibos that I really like <laughs> that I got because I just was really into the character, or because they had like a functionality in a game that I really wanted. You know what you have? You have you have self control. Exactly. That's what you have. Lots of. Oh, that's a Waluigi. I actually now. mm, Okay. I imagine. I will not order a Waluigi amiibo after this podcast. I will not do it. I always think about that scene in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, like the original movie, where like the math teacher is Ah. trying to explain like (laughs) getting different (laughs) golden tickets and candy bars, and one character's like, "Oh, say you bought like two hundred chocolate bars," and they ask Charlie, "They're like, how many did you buy?" And he's like, "One." Like, that's what that feels like. It, there are some people that were able to just go, well, why would I buy all these characters that I don't like? I should just buy the ones I do like. And then people like me and Pear were like, let's get all of them. And then I stopped. And then yeah, Pear I did not. Okay, but I obviously didn't stop buying junk. So, but yeah, you know what? If I ever want to retire, if I want to retire, some of them go for like 50 to 150 bucks now. Yeah. So uh, I'll be able to live of that for months. two or three days in the Bay Area. I've been I mean, talking I, about this to everybody who has to suffer listening to me, but like video game prices and video game collectible prices are out of control on yeah. eBay. Right? Like there, I sold my Hylian Shield 2DS XL last year, the GameStop exclusive one. I sold it for three hundred fifty dollars, and I was like, "Ha ha! Look at me! Why? It's going for seven hundred dollars now." Well, and it's what because we people like Gary V are on TikTok being like, "Video games are an investment." I'm telling everybody, find video games and sell them. 
it's gonna hedge against inflation and so people are just freaking out like i'll give you all my money for video games so if you have like a bunch of junk that you want to get rid of and you want to make some money now's the time i'm gonna buy a new nikon mirrorless uh camera with proceeds from junk that i just don't a bunch of ds games that i bought at gamestop for 3.99 are worth you know i bought some when uh when nintendo discounted the labo kits to like just a couple of bucks remember that like you could get them at target yeah, for yeah, like yeah. for 10 bucks or something for the yeah. robot I, I bought some extras and like it it's because i have uh it, back when i was a kid there were these really cool playsets as uh starbird was this milton bradley air um spaceship that made noises and you could go pew 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 with it uh you had to go fly around with it and they built a they built no they built a giant <laughs> star base out of cardboard and like that oh. cardboard is worth like its weight in gold now so yeah. that's why i think labo because it doesn't last and people put it together eventually will be worth a lot i only have to wait 60 years that's some people are buying up like like bitcoin or like other things like that and you're purchasing cardboard as your investment that's right. there that's my very... wife does not like it yeah i <laughs> I mean, I joked about the 399 DS, but I specifically bought those games knowing that they would become valuable, most of them. And I'm like, why didn't I just like take, I don't know, Man. two weeks to learn about finance and stuff? Y'all just buy, buy video games and play them. This is very silly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, I played most of them for a minute. I can't make fun of you because i have here on my desk a stress ball that is shaped like a peach from animal crossing which uh mm -hmm. 89 dollars on ebay right now. <laughs> yep. Yep. also smells like a peach oh yeah there weird. you go that uh, adds to the value actually when it loses yes. the peach smell nobody wants it anymore <laughs> <laughs> hey you guys want to talk about metal slug Sure, no, I, think, sure. I think we're good. I think we should just keep talking about it. No, yes. Whatever this is. We're, we're making our way through the indies oh, here. Metal man. Slug Tactics, hell yes. When this got announced at E3, I was like, oh, hell yeah, I want this. Oh, it's only on PC. I hope it comes to Switch, and now it's coming to Switch. So this is a tactics game. This isn't your traditional Metal Slug, which I think all the actual Metal Slug games are available on Nintendo Switch um, through that arcade Except thing. for the other Neo Geo Pocket. Oh, oh no, ones. yeah, no, not yeah, those yeah. ones. Just the, yeah. the Neo Geo ones and the later ones. Yep. But yeah, uh, some of the best pixel art, maybe the best pixel art of any game oh, of yeah. all time. By the way, uh, Bitmap Books has a Metal Slug art book that is, I don't know if you're familiar with Bitmap Books at all, but every book that they put out is amazing. Yep. And if you like Metal Slug, I highly recommend checking that one out. But yeah, I I'm pretty stoked for this one. Uh, who's with me? I am with you, and Cat right. actually, Cat interviewed the developer and talked a little bit about it on NVC last last time, even though it hadn't been announced for Switch yet, and that's because she's smart and uh -huh. knew it was going to eventually yeah. be an, uh, announced and, and come. And like, yeah, it's uh, look, this is bringing back a genre that for many years was overlooked. You know, the kind of isometrics tactics ogre final fantasy tactics style setup and and this one mi mixes in the kind of into into the breach type elements um yeah i'm i'm all in this looks great yeah i i'm extraordinarily excited this one comes out well i don't know i didn't write that down in my notes so please no uh, it's me. like tba it's I th it's next oh, okay. year sometime it sounds mm -hmm. like yeah and right, there's a steam it was announced for Steam first, so now yeah, they announced it for other platforms. I'm just kidding. I like PC gaming, right. but 
Reb, do you have any connection with the Metal Slug franchise? No, I don't. This is this is somewhat silly. I mean, this looks great. Like I, I could watch these little pixel dudes dance all day. Uh, yeah. You 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 backloaded this segment with all the games that I'm really excited about are at the end. So well, right, then, right after this, I'm going to go off. I'm just going to hand the hosting duties over because I get stressed out when no, I start to get no, this far. No. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, really excited for this. I love the, one of my favorite things about the Metal Slug game uh, is there's like one point where you turn into a zombie and then your weapon becomes your like puking zombie blood. And that's just mm. you don't expect yes. to see that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But True my favorite thing combat. are the ridiculously ginormous tanks. Yeah. Yeah, vehicles are great. Right, it's like even the wheels have like cannons on them. Yeah. <laughs> you also like you so rescue good. a lot of like kind of POWs, and yeah. they all, most of them look like the Big Lebowski. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's a fun this, time. They'll give or you like a gift, H, like Hate Street Didgeridoo guys. Like it's yeah, you'll you'll love it. I love those games. I think they're some of the like the the most fun sort of run and gun you know uh, arcade games of all time. I'm like. I'm, op, you know, cautiously optimistic about playing this game because this is uh, obviously a departure genre wise, but it just looks so good. Yeah. Like we've just recently Konami launched a Contra game for iOS and it's like not what I want. Right. Oh. Like it's just not. Don't worry about it. Don't even look it up. Okay. It's it's I mean, maybe you're enjoying it out there, but it's just like one of those like it's kind of riddled with, you know, MTX stuff and it's like not pixel art. And this is like. This is tried and true to what I, I think the sort of the original vision of, of these games oh, absolutely. is. Absolutely. Yeah, while, while trying a new genre. So I'm I'm down. I I support it and I'm I'm definitely gonna play it. Awesome. Now, Rebecca. Yes, hello. Help guide us through this 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 gauntlet of <laughs> specific Rebecca games. Boyfriend right. Dungeon. Yeah, so you've got Boyfriend Dungeon on here, yeah, which I that? have been I have been crossing paths with Boyfriend. There are there are multiple games in this in this list coming up here that I've crossed paths with multiple times at various PAXs before oh, okay. before events ended. And Boyfriend Dungeon is wonderful. Uh, it is it is from Kit Fox. I haven't gotten to play the final release of it yet, but I've played demos multiple times at events in the past. Uh, it is a it's a combination dungeon crawler and like visual novel dating sim. <laughs> where you as you're as you're going through this dungeon you you encounter these weapons swords rapier things like that and uh they they transform into uh people you can date uh so oh. you're literally dating your weapons so there's there's a very and, and they're they're all hot every single one of them is hot uh there's, there's also hunky, a cat oh God, there, look at yeah, hunky there you go there, look, look look at the hunky boy very attractive my goodness um and then there's also a cat who oh. is like one of the dateable i i'm pretty sure dating uh the cat is, is <laughs> a different the experience the dialogue yeah. is um, but it's, it's uh, very, it's very nice. Um, I, every encounter I've had with it has been very, very fun. Uh, the reviews for it <laughs> seem to be very, very good. Gosh, look at these people. Oh my goodness. Um, I, and I love that. I, I really enjoy, I, I like visual novels a lot, but um, I find it just, just as a personal thing, I find it difficult to sit and read for long periods of time. If I'm staring at a screen, I oh, like yeah, reading, reading books, but I, well, no, I love reading books. I, oh. it's like the other thing I do besides play video games and cook is read books, uh, but I have trouble reading from screens and visual oh, novels yeah, yeah, tend yeah. to require a lot of sitting and reading. And so I right. like, I, I really liked that this was broken up with dungeon crawling um, because, you know, I'm able to do like some swishy, 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 swashy sword slashy swashbuckling. <laughs> i don't know what i'm trying to say um you know and do a, a little bit of exploration stuff. treasure you know <laughs> and but also also build a relationship with oh look at her oh valeria yep. the dagger yes uh but, but yes it's it's all very very good um it looks like a lot of fun 
So uh, this is wildly uncharacteristic of me, but I played about an hour and a half of this game last night because it's also it's a, it's also on Game Pass, and like the, the dungeons and the combat are super fun. And I'm I'm mm-hmm. with you in the the sort of visual novel aesthetic isn't like you know it, it isn't my when I sit down to play a video game like I, I I'd rather you know sort of like get into combat and action platforming all that fun stuff. I don't mind cutscenes and stories and stuff like that, but a lot of the the sort of like the VN stuff doesn't really you know uh, excite me. But this is really well done. And a lot of the dialogue options are really funny because like you have there's a lot of just like hunky, sexy men just just hitting on you. And you can just be like, no, thank you, sir, repeatedly. And they just keep being like, what? What's wrong with me? I'm the perfect specimen. And you're like, no, you're not. I want to go fight people with your soul sword or whatever. So, yeah, it's it's a it's a good time. Um, If if you're one of those people that has Game Pass and you want to sort of test it out before you buy it on Switch, um, you have that option. But yeah, go go check it out. I'm, I'm just like captivated by this this video. I like every time I see Sawyer with Sawyer the Glaven. I I will I say my one gripe with this game is that they're like repeatedly after you uh, complete an action instead of like a, a cutscene or like a loading screen or something like that. It sort of it does this like weird like you know '90s cartoon thing where it just shows you the logo of the game. <laughs> it just comes in and out, so it'll just constantly be like boyfriend dungeon. And it just pops away and it goes back in. And then you're like, you run up in the hallway and it goes like boyfriend dungeon. And you're like, oh, okay. I, good branding, but I get it. Uh, well, it's not a game about putting your boyfriend in a dungeon. So I'm Mm-mm. not that interested. Also, contrary to the name, uh, mm-hmm. boyfriends and girlfriends to date. And, and I believe, I believe non-binary options and a cat. So plenty of yeah, options part, for dungeon. whoever you would like to spend your time with the character creator is like it you know incredibly it's simple and also robust in terms of options and you have a mirror in your sort of home bedroom area that you can go look at and change your character at any time so mm. enjoy cool yeah. very cool meet your friends in the dungeon Rebecca guard story what's up with that uh garden story super cute another game that i played at multiple paxes or similar in the past uh it is a little top down it's been it's been a little bit so my memory might be fuzzy but it's a little uh top down adventure uh you play as this little grape named concord um, who arrives in this yeah look at him he arrives in this little community of little little fruit food animal kinds of friends this little peaceful community um and the community's struggling a little bit it's got some problems uh and and the you you the hero at great concord need to go solve them clean up the community and basically make it inhabitable and pleasant for people again uh so that's, it involves a lot of things it involves some exploration you can like find materials and craft them into things and build things uh it's a little a little bit of dungeon crawling kind of zelda like elements at different points uh involved there so a little bit of fighting um but, but yeah just this this cute little pleasant thing really sweet dialogue uh little little guy little Guy, sorry, we're watching the trailer. I, I'm this is not good radio. Uh, oh, he's just real cute. He's, he's got the little beady eyes. I love anything with little beady eyes. Um, that is actually, I'm I'm really excited to play this. I this is like the next thing that it's out now. This is the next thing that I want to play. Like, I just oh. finished Death. I can't talk about it here because it was on like Xbox and PC, but I just finished Death's Door last night, and so this is next up for me. I'm really excited for Garden Story. It looks Door is so good. Yeah, we talked about Earthbound earlier, but like the visual style yeah. looks a lot like yeah. Earthbound, this is right? this is very Earthbound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if any of you have played. Uh, let me get this right. Turnip Boy commits tax evasion. Mm, I've heard about Switch. that. No, yeah, I've seen it pop up. Yeah, uh, the art style reminds me a lot of that. Um, super awesome game, too. That one's on Switch? Mm-hmm. All right. It's too many games. I can't keep up. So that is, a, that is a, re- a frequent problem. <laughs> it's Look, hard. it's made by it's made by Picogram. 
Is that ah, how it's yes. Picogram, yes. Oh, I'm being mocked. Okay. <laughs> Will not stand for this. I am the host. I demand respect. No matter how I mispronounce. Very easy to pronounce words. <laughs> Necrobarista, or is it necrobarista? It's definitely necrobarista. Come on. Um, th this one I might have to toss back to you on. I know a, I know a little bit about necrobarista. Uh, serving coffee, coffee house where the dead can show up, something like that. I don't I've think heard I was joking. I'm sorry, but my feelings are hurt because I said that because I thought that's how you actually said the word necro. No, necro, like, necro. like death, like death. Like, um, I, I've heard a lot of really good things about necro barista. I, it, it's something that I want to play, but I haven't gotten around to yet. It's about coffee and it's about death, and I'm into both of those things. Is it like it's like a coffee house where the dead can show up or something? You cool. Serve, serve coffee. I, I, this is me guessing. I don't remember. Someone told me this once. That's me before my first cup of joe in the morning. If yeah. You, know. I, you, I sound watched... like you, you sound like you're doing book reports based on the title of it. <laughs> like, I didn't read the book, but... Uh, sorry. Uh... I'm sorry to the Necrobarista people. I want to play this. No, to be fair, it's one of those games where even when you watch the trailer for it, you're like, yeah, I'm not sure how that's going to be, right? Like, yeah. People say it's um, good. People say it's, it's very good. Yep. Yeah. To I feel like this is just my toem. I'll I'll I'll, I'll well, I'll take it back from you, Seth, because Toem uh, is a game about taking pictures. Yeah. <laughs> it is. That's uh, the black and white one, right? Yeah, it's this little black and white game. Uh, you play this little, little, little fellow, little person uh, going around this island uh, taking pictures. Uh, a little top-down thing. Uh, looks like some puzzle solving involved by taking pictures of certain things. Uh, you're apparently searching for the legend of Tome, the legendary Tome, trying to take a picture of a Tome, a picture. Oh. Uh, but but yeah, it's a little photography game. This is a good year for photography games. A lot of that going on. New Pokemon Snap, uh, Umurangi Generation was last year or into this year. Yeah, it's a rewarding. Uh, hobby. A bunch of indies in the bunch of indies in E three had photography too. There was like Beasts of Maravilla Island and something else. But yeah. this this game, the style of it immediately reminded me of like uh, if somebody made Kingdom of Loathing in three D, just uh -huh. because it's got sort of a black and white hand drawn style. It's a little bit more uh, detailed than Kingdom oh, of Loathing. Very stylish. Yeah, it's very it's, stylish. Got a good look. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of in interested in this one. Yeah, uh, we have the follow up. To far loan sales with far changing tides. I Good love pronunciation. I, actually, I did not play that. Oh man, it's super chill. Uh, it's it, it, yeah, I really, really uh, dig up the first game on Switch if if you're listening and you want sort sort of just like a, a sort of like chill boat ride experience. It's it's you're this little character and you're piloting this sort of mechy ship shaped thing. That just repeatedly breaks down and needs a little bit of work. So it's not or... really in ship shape. Uh, yeah. This There's was a little like... X in the corner of your window. You just click on it and then it'll just. <laughs> <you'll>... <laughs> uh, I, yeah, it's a. I don't know where I'm going anymore, but <laughs> I'm sorry. I got shipwrecked by stuff. <laughs> but yeah, it's really cool. Like it's 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 sort of like you do very minor maintenance to your very large vehicle as you move along. You bump into various obstacles clear them out of the road and then keep going and then you get new parts for your ship and stuff like that and you're basically just moving from left to right it's slow it's not really action-packed but it is like it's a really good game to play while you're like sort of like watching one of your favorite shows like some comfort food listen to a oh, podcast okay. like nvc you know one of the best yep, podcasts ever absolutely made. Yes. any of, yeah any of those things like if you're listening to the number one video game podcast ever made nintendo voice chat that's it's a good game to go with that the best show ever i so think i, I, I want to say 
I want to say, I think maybe Tom had, cool. Brian, I think Tom had recommended the original to us and then we all played it. Yeah, it's, yeah, a, really, yeah, yeah. it's a really unique game, like where it's just the progression is from left to right. And then, you know, you can get out of your ship and, and, and grab things and do this resource management stuff. It's really oh, wow. neat, very unique game, very, like, just really relaxing. It's yeah. like a game you can play while tv too yeah it's it's very sort of minimalist and stripped down and i i Mm -hmm. just love i love the this the sort of scale here of you're just this funny little character who's kind of helpless but can you know kind of pull their own weight and then this massive gargantuan weird looking ship and i guess you can go more underwater and do swimming stuff this time around and i i love the art direction in like the the backgrounds and the towns in the city here like it's just yeah this is again one of those games that i probably wouldn't have paid attention to and it came to Switch, and I was like, this this is great. I love it. So, yeah, Same. check it out. Looks really nice. Yeah, this was not on my radar at all. But now hearing you talk about it and then watching, you know, the trailer for it, I'm like, oh, this, this looks like the lo-fi hip-hop beats to chill and study to the game. So I'm Yeah, gonna have I, th- to, I, th- I think you'd really dig it. I'm going to have to check this one out for sure. Uh, last, but probably not least, The Islanders, which is a console edition. Out today, Rebecca perks right up. Excited hand raised. Yes, hello. Please explain yes. to us, Islanders. Yes, I played Islanders on PC when it first came out. Uh, not not normally one for city builder games. Uh, usually, like way too complicated for me to wrap my brain around. I just don't feel like it. Uh, this is so relaxing. This is this is a city builder for people who like the idea of city builders, but just want the, the low five beats to chill to. Very very good vibes. Uh, it is you get a procedurally generated little island. And you start off with limited amounts of buildings that you can place. And there are like certain objectives to how you want to place them to, you know, accumulate the things you need to accumulate. And at different points, you will get branching paths where you pick one type of building or the other. And that kind of trends your island along certain themes uh, that you will then follow to completion. And it's it's just very, you, you, once you finish a certain island's objective, you can either move on to the next one or you can hang out and build a few more buildings to get more points if you feel like it, but uh, up to you. And you move on to bigger and bigger islands and it, it continues until you eventually run out of space and run out of your ability to do objectives. Uh, but it's very relaxing. It's very, it's very chill. There, there's not a bunch of complicated bits there's not like 20 different kinds of resources or a bunch of quests that you have to complete or or other things it's just very nice music and very pleasant looking buildings and you just you just kind of keep making nice it's 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 for people who like to organize things and just want to sit there and put things in neat spot little spots it it feels good i i really dig this because i i like the idea of this genre but i'm also kind of a town simpleton no pun intended when it comes to like world building or city building games yeah um and so like when when you kind of pare them down a little bit it, that excites me like i actually really like uh there was a game called doshin the giant um para you probably know about it right um, yeah <laughs> miyamoto worked on it and it never came to america although it came to other regions it was a gamecube game um reb's first console and uh, it reminded me of that in that it's like it's it's very simple and there aren't really like a ton of overwhelming options, but you get that sort of like world building, city building aesthetic and feel from it. So yeah, I'm yep. I'm, I'm in on this. Yeah, I'm i I used to play a lot of city builders, you know, like classic SimCity and then City Skylines was was really neat. Mm. Um, and when I watched it, when I saw this trailer, I didn't realize that it was so simple. I was uh, because it was such a, a short little introduction. I thought they would be more resource management. So it's a little bit more mobile style. Yeah, more like, uh, yeah, like just basically filling space. You don't have to worry about power grids and anything like that. Yeah, there, I mean, there's 
some things, obviously it's not just slapping down buildings wherever there are some buildings where you, you get more points if you put them next to other buildings or, you know, if you, if you put one thing close you, or you can't put buildings close to other buildings or people get mad, so it won't let you do it. Uh, so, oh, so okay. there, there, there are organizational elements to it. It's not, it's not just throw anything wherever, but it, you're basically trying to get the highest score possible as oh, you're okay. playing. And so, but, but that, that's the end all be all basically is try to get big number and there's, <laughs> there's not, there's not a whole lot, uh, aside from what you have in your hand to work with, there's not a whole lot limiting you from doing that. That's great. Right. I, I'll check it out. Yeah. Yeah. I nice. think, I mean, I, I love city building and I love this aesthetic. And, uh, you know, I was pretty obsessed with A Train there for a little while. Um, I remember this. Might get back into that. There's a new controller out. Uh, it's in Japan <laughs> only. I have to import it. But, um, yeah, I'm going to have to check that out. We did it. We made it through the Indies. It only took the entire almost the entire show <laughs> we can get to topic two and topic three extremely quickly because we're almost <laughs> out of time that's all right action verse two is out we gave it a seven uh if, if you forgot because i mentioned that so long ago at the beginning of the show it is a metroidvania back in march we updated our list of the 10 best metroidvanias with one condition actually i guess two conditions the game couldn't be a metroid and it couldn't be a castlevania <laughs> so that's why it wasn't obviously like you know super metroid and, and uh symphony of the night so in order from uh, ten, number 10, Shadow Complex, number 9, Blasphemous, 8, Yoku's Island Express, 7, Cave Story, 6, the original Axiom Verge, 5, Steam World Dig 2, 4, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, 3, Guacamelee 2, number 2, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, and Tom is not here, but he'd be very happy with Hollow Knight mm -hmm. coming in at our top Metroidvania uh, list. Um, Pair agrees with that. Yeah, uh, at least no, let it, let it be like I think the notable thing is nine out of the top ten Metroidvanias chosen by our team of all time on the Switch. Oh wow! Right? The only one Shadow Complex was an Xbox game. Obviously, I love that game too. It's That's, very yeah. It was like a more high tech uh, take on Metroid side scrolling. Great game, love it. I fought but, for the inclusion yeah. of that game. Everybody else wanted to say no. I love that game, man. I'm glad you did. But yeah, the uh, look nine awesome uh, Metroidvanias on the Switch. Yeah, and uh, my question is to you, the panel, what is your favorite Metroidvania that isn't necessarily uh, represented by this list? And it can be Symphony of the Night or Super Metroid if, if you want it to be. Oh, my favorite that is, I mean, man, I'll let, I'll let you all go. I want to say my favorite, and I was thinking because I wrote this question, so I obviously had the uh, time to think about it, but mm -hmm. it doesn't quite fit the criteria, but I always felt like Faxanadu for the NES it has like a Metroid-like sort of elements to it. And I always loved that game. Like I've yeah. loved it since the first time I rented it, even though um, I wasn't very good at it. But when I finally, when it finally clicked to me, I feel like that game uh, doesn't get the credit maybe that it deserves. It's not great, but it's really interesting, especially for an NES game. It's got like RPG elements and you do build up your, your character as you go through the tree of life. It has a really cool final boss and it has one of the best end screens of any NES game. You're walking away from the tree of life and everything's alive again and everything's happy. And that was the ultimate. Oh, oh, dude. That's somebody yeah, actually got really mad because I spoiled uh, something from like 15 years ago. Oh, <laughs> on, like, ah. So, yeah, I just spoiled Faxanadu. Sorry. Sorry. But that's and, my and answer. 
Seth, this list doesn't include the 3D takes on it, right? It was limited to right. kind of like the classic style, so you don't get the Arkham series. And you're like the, right. even the modern Tomb Raider games are obviously Metroidvania and set up and like how they how you use items to unlock new areas. Um, so excluding those from that list, I would definitely pick SteamWorld Dig 2. In the end, my favorite Metroidvania is Metroid games, you know, whether it's the, right. the Metroid Prime games or Super yeah. Metroid or, you know, uh, Zero Mission. But like SteamWorld Dig 2 on that list is the one that did it for me. Yeah, right. that's that's up there for me. Um, I also really, I really like the Guacamelee games. I really like Super the Ori good. games. Yeah, the Ori games are awesome also. Uh, all those games are also on Switch. Um, Tara, I'm totally with you on SteamWorld Dig 2. I, I really, really hope we get a SteamWorld Dig 3 someday. That game is so, so good. I love it so much. Ah, yes, I got to play it. We will 100% get a sequel. I hope so. You heard uh, it here first. <laughs> Hollow Knight at number one, I think, is correct. That is absolutely yeah. my favorite Metrovania. It's so good. I cannot wait for Silk Song. Um, I, I think the thing, I'm very picky about Metroidvanias, and that list is pretty good. I think uh, the one that I would maybe argue with is, this is going to sound bad, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, which is a game I loved. Very good game. I think Ori and the Blind Forest should have taken its place. Um, mm. I, I like both games a lot, and I think Ori and the Will of the Wisps did really cool things as a sequel. It was a good sequel, but I think as just the encapsulation of the essence of a good Metroidvania, Ori and the Blind Forest is a little bit better uh, in terms of how it handles the way you backtrack, the way you the way you explore, the way you move. Um, I, I liked a lot of things about Will of the Wisps, but I think I think Blind Forest I think I'm would have been on the list honestly. for me instead. Yeah. Mm. I've actually, I've, I've never heard it put that way, but I, I, I think now that I'm hearing that, I think I'm, I'm probably with you on that. Yeah, I like a lot of the stuff they added. I mean, I, li I like the questing, I like the characters, um, I liked, I liked a lot of things about it. But, but Blind Forest, that there was something in its simplicity that I think was more effective to me when I'm thinking of what in my brain is like the perfect Metroidvania, and Blind yep. Forest is it for me. Mm -hmm. Gosh, no, I can Jins see it. The Jinso tree, tree Escape is just like one of my favorite sequences in all of gaming. It is so yep. good. Also, shout out to uh, Blasphemous, which is a really cool mm. game. I feel like a lot of people slept on that game, but it's that's really awesome. Yeah, I, I'm one of those sleepers. I, I saw uh, my... I've, if it's the one I'm thinking of, I saw my partner play a little bit of that, and it looks very, very cool, but I can't play that because I grew up Catholic, and the like actual weird Catholic saint lore is so much weirder than the fictional stuff they put in that game. Oh. And so the whole time I'm just thinking, oh, this reminds me of that one saint who was like grilled to death or whatever <laughs> uh, and said turn me Satan over i'm done on this side or whatever oh. like this they should just put this in the game no please <laughs> sorry family podcast yeah it's good uh, we were talking about blasphemy a good family subject <laughs> <laughs> available on nintendo switch <laughs> parents help you set it up <laughs> <laughs> uh, real quick this is some news that just broke before the, uh, we recorded here. Uh, Franz Kafka's Metamorphosis is the placeholder text on Kirby's official website now. So, what? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, nobody knows why. Did but he if, eat Kafka? It's, it's, they're basically just using it as the lorem ipsum, right? Like right, yes. They're just it's a, they're clearly they're clearly updating the website yes. and they just have it. Th that's just what they put in there. I, yep. I'm very upset because Joe was asking for headline suggestions for this article and he didn't take my suggestion, which, which was, was. Uh, Nintendo's official Kirby website woke up this morning to find itself transformed into a monstrous vermin. I can't imagine why he wouldn't want to headline that. There long. you go. 
Well, look, this is, this there's clearly a bug. There's clearly a bug. Maybe clearly a bug. cockroach in here. Ah, it says yeah. it says news article text goes here and then says one morning when Gregor Samsa woke from troubled dreams, he found himself transformed in his bed into a horrible vermin. He lay in his armor like back and if he lifted his head a little, he could see his brown belly slightly domed and divided by arches into stiff sections. This is the official Kirby website. It's so good. Uh, the funny thing is obviously we all know that Kirby secretly oh. is the ender of worlds. Yes. Uh, there is a darkness to the pink ball that we just can't fathom. He eats People. Well, I mean, and to Hold be on. fair, Kirby's uh, legs are pitifully thin compared to the size of the rest of him. It like, looks like as at the time we are recording this, they have set it up so that Newslink now redirects back to the regular Kirby homepage, which does not have this on it. It's weirdly dated uh, January 12th, 2017 as well, which mm. doesn't make a whole lot Ominous. of sense. If you're not familiar with Franz Kafka's Metamorphosis, it's about a salesman who wakes up and he's a beetle. There you go. Oh, spoiler. We've all been there. Yeah, I mean, that's the story. That's no, that's the first line of the story. He wakes up yep. and he's a bug. And the whole yep. story is about him, a, a regular dude waking up one morning and for no apparent reason being a bug. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's like themes and stuff. You probably read it in English class at some point, but it's great. Like, the opening line is amazing. Lore, lore wise, like, is Kirby <laughs> the most powerful character in Nintendo? Yes. Like, I feel, yes. I feel like he is, right? Yes, he is. Correct. Yeah. Yes. He's the only one Smash in Smash Brothers that survives yeah. the intro. Yeah. 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 You yeah, throw I mean, him off the cliff and it's like, whoop, whoop, just come whoop. back up. Like there's a lot of characters <laughs> that you would identify as like historically more powerful, like Ganondorf, right? When he gets all the triangles, yeah, but Kirby. like, uh, and people are going to be so mad. I said triangles, the, but, <laughs> but, but Kirby feels like this, like unkillable, you know, yeah. mutating fluff that can eat anyone and consume their yeah. soul and powers. Like that's, yep. that's big. Mario can do that with his hat a little in the last game, but that's, whole, that's Kirby's whole body. Yeah, and he's but he's also like very very simple. The the plot of basic sorry for spoilers of every Kirby game, but the plot of basically every more modern Kirby game is he's like taking a nap or he's trying to eat it. Like my the one that I think of is Rainbow Curse, where the mm -hmm. opening of the game, the dude just wants to eat an apple. There's an apple and he's trying to eat it, and then some galactic menace shows up and his apple rolls away and he gets mad, and so he has to confront the forces of space, time, oh God, it color, like art, Norse and life mythology. itself. And mm -hmm. fight them off just so he can get his apple back and eat it. Like that's that's the plot of every Kirby game. You know how bad it would be to be that one tree in that game who just keeps getting beat up by this <laughs> psychotic, you know, pink bag pink. that comes in and just, just spits yeah. your own fruit at your face. Like that's just a bad life. Like I just feel bad for that tree. We don't really talk about that tree a lot. Yeah. And yeah. people think, you know, oh, the Kirby games are easy because you can't die. No, Kirby's too tough. You can't kill him. Mm -hmm. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, him turning, him awakening one morning and finding himself transformed in his bed into a horrible vermin is simultaneously the least Kirby thing possible to happen and the most Kirby thing. Kirby's, uh, the average Kirby has eight spiders a year crawl into their mouth. <laughs> so that's right. The, the vermin thing is weird because Kirby has historically ridden a like rad hamster thing around. Before. Yes. So what's it, what's the hamster's name? Like Phil or something? Rad hamster. <laughs> that's a real name someone's gonna make fun of me for not knowing I think it was rick name. rick rick thank you it's yeah. a very yeah, good, normal rick. name yeah. mm -hmm. <laughs> well that's nobody no. knows why metamorphosis was put as the placeholder text but that's just the <laughs> way great. that it is thank you uh i am going to skip over what we've been playing because i already know what everybody's been playing i'm sorry but we've P -cross. all been playing p cross genesis p cross well, i've and, been taking peak 
Ooh, Pokemon Snap. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just wanted ex- to make that joke for like the twentieth time. Sorry, Seth. It's fine. And no, it's fine. I mean, no, you are you are saying it like Pikachu, I guess. Which is I don't know why I say Pikachu. it like that. There are some yeah, things that I, Pikachu, I right? only ever read, and I say them out loud in like a meeting, and I'm and I know I'm like everyone stops it's what okay. they're saying, like doing, and looks at me weird. And I'm like, ah, I don't know how to pronounce that. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's it's one of my weird things i'm also i can know somebody for years and years and years and have anxiety when i have to say their name so no, that's, ever, that's, Seth, that's normal that's normal oh, okay if you ever okay. see me use the word impact on social media uh like wow this this impacts us it's because i i once again forgot the difference between effect and off <laughs> that's mm. yeah. a little cheat code right the there same thing. <laughs> yeah all the time yeah. i'm just like whoa well, I, I, guess I'm not reading that. I, have to think. <laughs> I will i will Send sometimes write I will sometimes write reviews, like written reviews, and then when I switch to the video script, realize that some of the words that I wrote that I used correctly, I don't know how to say out loud, and I want oh. to change them to words that I know how to say out loud. Uh, for as, sure. as someone that does a lot of VO for IGN reviews, thank you. Because yeah. I get a lot of scripts from just like, ooh, ooh, ooh this is going to be tough. You, Brian, you always get grief over saying Hyrule, I think. Oh, yeah. On your and Zelda I, videos. I said Zeebs in a recent Metroid video because oh. that's how Jennifer Hale says it in the in the sort of like the leaked. Yeah, Zebes. Um, yeah, Zebes or Zebes, some people were pointing yeah. out too. But but they're fine when you call them triangles. Yeah. Yes. Triangles yeah. is good. That's fine. Well, but Jose used to say Mario, but he was from, well, he's from uh, New York City, so I couldn't help yeah. himself. He can. That's okay. <laughs> uh, this is Question Block. Alan Primaseri asks what is the silliest reason you stopped playing a game because of a completely normal feature (laughs) he says for example i grew on pokemon red and silver but when sapphire came out i hated the sound of the trumpet-like music so i stopped (gasps) after the first gym i've since grown to like that gen it's the it's music and the remakes but man i had that brass sass oh my gosh i love the trumpets it's the silliest thing i love it that's okay well uh I never finished Bravely Second, or wait, yeah, and it was because that game where you make the like poof balls. It's been a long time since I played. I got so I got so tied up in the uh, the side quests stuff. There's like something you have to sew these little balls. It's been a long time. Oh, Bravely Second. Sorry, Bravely Second. Mm-hmm. Bravely Second. I was thinking Bravely Default Two. Okay, no, 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 sorry, no. I, I beat that because I reviewed it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. For briefly second, I got so like caught up in the side quests that I just I hmm. maxed out all my stats in that completely useless part of the game, yeah, and then that. the rest of the game just didn't seem fun anymore, and I stopped. Mm. So mm. Yeah. for me, it was the uh, the the voice of the the sort of anthropomorphic we fit in we fit. <laughs> Remember that where it would be like measuring. <laughs> measuring and then it would just tell me i'm overweight eventually because i I was just like not only it's an annoying voice it's going to be followed by an insult um (laughs) i also dropped off that game because it involved physical activity but that part was definitely yeah (laughs) the worst why would i do that in the video game um no but that that part where it was just like repeatedly and i I remember we music which a game i do not like at all but i tried to give it a shot because i I produce music and i tried that there's a character the main character in that game is one of the most annoying voices i've ever heard in my entire life like it's just like like it sounds like it sounds like the bird from banjo kazooie which is great yeah yeah. (laughs) which i think is cute but in in we music i it's just like this like maestro thing 
No, there's there's it's nothing awful. silly about stopping to play Wii music. That is a <laughs> complete mess from beginning to end. And by the way, replaying Skyward Sword, there are a couple of like uh, challenges uh, at the pumpkin patch. You gotta you gotta play your harp and stuff like that, which are a reminder of how awful it was. And you could tell they're like, <laughs> we're we're gonna bring back some of the instrument <laughs> stuff. And it's like it sounds like crap. It sounds so horrible, even in Skyward Sword. Yep. <laughs> so bad i have a very early memory so before i owned a console i did own handhelds i had a game boy and a game a game boy color and a game boy advance and on the game oh, boy advance okay. yeah welcome yeah, to consoles, back problems then yeah, thank you <laughs> uh on the game boy advance there was a harry potter and the sorcerer's stone game and i is one of my very first game boy advance games that i had and i remember very early on in the game uh, there is a stealth sequence because he sneaks out at night and has to sneak. With the, it, it, and it's before you get the invisibility cloak. So I didn't have that yet. And there's a section where you get to sneak around around all the prefects. And I did. I started that section and I took a look at it. And I, I had never encountered a stealth section in games before. And the fact that these... Uh, I was like a little kid. The fact that a, a very, a very stuffy adult kid and the... A very stuff. Sorry, a very stuffy kid. And the fact that these adults... Uh, were going to catch me and get me in trouble if I got caught sneaking on the hallways at night. Made me so anxious. I just never played the game again. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, I just got uh, a warning in my ear. You don't have to announce that. That's no, the, the do, whole point it of freaks me out every time. <laughs> the whole point of the secret communication between you and the producer is that it's a secret. <laughs> it happens so rarely. Like I always love to point it out. Like yeah, I'm getting some that? word in my ear that we need to begin wrapping up. <laughs> what's that? <laughs> uh, guys, the producer's doing one of these. Zach's doing over Zach there. Zach Ryan tweeted this out a couple, but a couple years ago we were at E3 and we were coming in hot on a live show segment. And Zach was like, uh, "All right, coming up next, we have we have Far Cry Five. So just you know, just say we have Far Cry Five. So I just go, we have Far Cry Five. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was fun. Brilliant. Other hey, things up. Petty petty reasons that you gave up on a game. No, only petty reasons. No, like just petty reasons. Like I stopped playing Ninja Gaiden on the Xbox because the camera showed everything but my character. But other than that, <laughs> you know, I hate that game. Not, yeah, I hate All that right, game. Well, what you really? Is, you hate the Ninja Gaiden? On yeah, dude, there's a boss fight fairly early on, I think, where like the camera will not show you the enemy, so the enemy hits you. Like people are going to go like, wow, you're not using the camera right. That's part no. of the that's part of the functionality of that feature of the game. So, yeah. <laughs> part of the fun is that guy uh, ninjas are not always visible, so they surprise you and hit you. I mean that is um, harmful. Yeah, no that that was that was my petty reason for that one. And I, I actually there the games where I can tolerate frame rate drops and some technical issues like mm. camera glitches, but you know once in a while it gets to me and I'm like I'm out. Oh yeah, that kind of is what happened with uh, Hyrule. Um, Age of Calamity with me. Yep. I was like really enjoying it. And then it just got to where I wasn't anymore. So, yep. but uh, that is all the time we have for Nintendo voice chat. Thanks to Brian, Reb, and Pear for joining me on this madcap ride <laughs> in the world of Nintendo indies today. It's always so much fun. I am extremely excited that we made it through without going over or coming way under. So if you would like to submit your own questions for Question Block, write to us at nvc at IGN.com or respond to our weekly Question Block post on the Nintendo Voice Chat podcast forums on Facebook. Thank you all for watching. And remember, NVC is the only place where you can...
Get the thing. Thank you much.